hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. You're listening to Queer Money episode 188. Not a single respondent in a recent Queer Money Facebook poll said they've had success with New Year's resolutions. On today's Queer Money podcast, we're fixing that by sharing how to change your New Year's resolutions into New Year's evolution in three effective steps. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. The foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke, is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. A bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score powered by Experian Boost and watch your credit score improve by 5 to 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash boost. Now, on with the show. Happy New Year. So this is the first Queer Money episode of 2020. And as you probably remember from last week, we mentioned that there are some changes coming. But if you're listening to this episode on the day it came out, January 7th, we're getting close. If it's after January 7th, we may be well past January 12th, the fateful day most people give up on their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so John and I were thinking about this uh, a little far in advance. So mid-December, actually, I think it was early December, we put a poll out in the Queer Money Facebook group asking individuals, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? And the data that we got back was, I guess, confirmed some of our own thoughts and beliefs, but also, I guess, a little surprising. I think one of the big surprises of the 51 people that responded to the survey, the big takeaway here was that not a single person said that they have had great success with New Year's resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, quite depressing. I didn't think it would come back to no one having no success. <laughs> right. I, I didn't expect that either. What I think was a little bit confirmed some of our own feelings and beliefs about New Year's resolutions was that 55% of people split evenly down the middle. 55% of people either don't make them or could go either way with them. They don't feel like they're really that big of a deal, which I guess makes us wonder, does that mean that for most of us, New Year's resolutions are kind of meh? <laughs> right? Yeah. They're not really a priority. <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder, you know, every year the media, bloggers, uh, lots of TV stations and radio stations are talking about New Year's resolutions. So it makes me wonder if, uh, at least based on our community, this is just all fabrication. This is just something to talk about every year that actually goes nowhere and no one actually cares about. Yeah. And I guess it also has, makes me wonder, does that mean that most people who 
go through the process of creating New Year's resolutions or the attempt New Year's resolutions if that means that they're setting themselves up for failure. 96% of the people in the group said that they make them and they find them really hard to keep. While at the same time, only about 27% of people in the group said that they make them and stick to them most of the time. (laughs) <laughs> so, so we don't have any 100%, right? I mean, it's just, it seems like New Year's resolutions for many are an excitement, I guess. New Year, new you, but fade away rather quickly. Well, and I think that's the problem with resolutions is that we sort of do have this paradigm that come the strike of midnight on New Year's morning, that we're going to just you know, unlike uh, the opposite of the Cinderella story, right? All of a sudden we become thin, beautiful and have this great clothing and this great career and this great love life and everything is just going to be magically perfect. And, and maybe that's setting ourselves up for failure. But David and I think that you know, self-improvement is important, but clearly New Year's resolutions aren't serving us appropriately. We need to do maybe a paradigm shift of what New Year's resolutions are. And so we're going to share three effective tips to transform your resolution into what we're calling an evolution. We're taking it a step further, transforming your resolution to an evolution. And tip number one is to believe that if you can think it, feel it, and see it, it already exists. This is something that's covered a lot in in quantum physics uh, in that we're not necessarily living in this linear plane that many of us believe, but we're everything actually exists in real time. And that whether you believe in God or Buddha or Mother Nature or whatever, that if you have that spark inside you, that you can have that career, that you can have that love life, that you can have, you can lose 20 pounds, that if you can feel that, that on some level that already exists. You know, Mel Robbins has a quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, where she says that you already have everything you need to succeed. So if you have a definition of success in your mind or in your heart or in your soul, then you already have everything you need to achieve that. So tip number one is, you know, focus on who you know yourself to be, that vision of yourself that, that, that inspires you, that you know is out there, and not on who you or others perceived you to be in the past or perceive you to be today. And the best way to sort of implement that is to identify and replace one habit that's preventing you from being that person you know yourself to be and replace it with a good habit that'll help you start to bring that person you perceive yourself to be into your present reality. You know, if you can see it, you're already that person. So how does that person act today? What must you do to bring that person into your current reality? So a great way to do this is to do a self-assessment and calculate where you are and what you need to how you need to adapt. For example, if you perceive yourself to be a marathon runner, if in 2020 you set the goal that you want to run a full marathon, not an easy task, very challenging for many of us. Well, what does that marathon runner do? How do they act? How do they behave? What do they believe? So if you perceive yourself to be that marathon runner, then you're probably not doing shots on a Friday night. <laughs> you know, you're, you're reserving your fuel. You're getting enough rest. Um, you're preparing to go on that long distance run on Saturday or Sunday morning so you can build up the stamina to become that marathoner that you are. So focus on being the mar- marathoner and skip out on those shots. And then once you've mastered 
one habit, move on to the next habit, start incorporating the proper diet, start incorporating the proper amount of rest, start building up the stamina on a week-to-week basis and not focus so so much on the long-term goal of being the marathon runner, but start making those minor steps on a gradual basis to be the person you know yourself to be. Um, the same thing is uh, if you want to have financial security, one of the very first steps we take all of our students through in the credit card payoff course is to do a spending analysis. And the reason is, is because for most people, not everyone, but for most people, there's one or two outliers in their spending that's keeping them from the financial security that they want to have, that they know that they can have. And we're going to cover this uh, much more deeply in about two weeks or in two weeks on episode 190 of the Queer Money Podcast. But Typically, we walk people through the spending analysis. It highlights one or two outliers in their spending that they can rein in and make a dramatic improvement in their financial security. And so what we do is we, we, we teach them how to rein in that one or two outliers. And so they're not completely transforming their entire spending. They're not completely adopting a whole brand new budget thinking they're going to transform into a brand new person overnight, but they just start reining in those few outliers. Yeah, I think this is a really good one, this point here, this first point of of actually having that vision of what you know yourself to be. I think that's the hard part for many people is they know what they want to be, but they have a hard time figuring out who they want to be. But if you look forward into the future, that person that you want to be, as you mentioned on the, the marathon runner or the individual who has financial success, you probably know what kinds of habits that they have that you may not have today. And so that's probably the best place to start is with those habits, changing those to be the person that you want to be, and then the rest will follow. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Point number two here is one that came up in episode 90, so over well over a year ago, almost two years ago, on the podcast when we interviewed Rosemary Groner, the busy budgeter, and she mentioned to us this was a big thing for she and her husband when she was digging, they were digging out of their debt and she went from having a business that made roughly $3,000 a month to now having a business, well, at least back then, it was making over $50,000 a month. We know her today to be making much more than that, close to six figures a month. And this point number two is to focus on one goal at a time. You know, it kind of brings to mind this whole idea of trying to change the wheel on a moving car, right? You know, it's just not going to happen. If you're trying to do all of these different things at one time, you're most likely going to find that they conflict with each other. And that's what Rosemary suggested. She said, pick one goal, master it, then move on to the next goal. And for so many of us, we start off the new year and we want to lose weight and we want to get a better job and we want to do better with our money and we want to spend more time with our kids and we want to do this and do this and do this and do this and we just don't have the time or the mental capacity 
to be able to focus on all those different things at one time. So like, for example, if your big goal in 2020 is to get, get a promotion, get a better job, one that pays better, don't also try to master cooking at home five nights a week so you can lose weight, right? Get the promotion, then maybe you'll make enough money to hire a personal chef who can cook your healthy meals that'll help you lose some weight. <laughs> I like that option better. <laughs> and maybe it's, you know, it may be the other way around for you. It may be that you want to lose weight first and then focus on the promotion or maybe tackle your money issues. But the whole idea here is focus on one. Now, in order to focus on one, we have to be focused and we have to know what to focus on. And so some tips for doing that is, we probably have heard these before, especially around New Year's, is to make sure you write your goals down, either on paper, on the mirror in the bathroom, which is what John and I did. We used wax pencils to write out goals and motivational sayings that help us continue on our path towards our goals, create vision boards. Lots of individuals do that, especially around this time of the year. And another great way to stay on track and stay focused is to have an accountability partner. And so if you're looking for an accountability partner, especially one around financial issues, and you don't uh, have access to one, whether it's maybe because you don't want to tell people about the goal that you're working on, at least especially people close to you, or you just feel like you're alone with this goal, this financial goal, jump in the Queer Money Facebook group. Individuals in there are constantly working towards financial goals, and they would be happy to support you as an accountability partner. So this second goal here, focus on one goal at a time. And then tip number three is to divide your goals into manageable numbers. I think uh, we've said this several times on different platforms before, but the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. But too often, especially around this time of year, we just want to make that transformation overnight, right? Clock strikes midnight and everything has changed. But that's simply not going to happen. And trying to do that or expecting that that will happen is simply setting ourselves up for failure. So for example, if you want to save $500 for an emergency savings fund, great. That's a wonderful goal to set for yourself. How about instead of trying to do that as fast as possible or overnight or even in one month, dividing that into 12 monthly steps. So $41.66 a month, setting that aside. That's a little bit more attainable for more people. So what does that mean? Maybe that means four fewer drinks a month at bars in most cities because drinks are about $20 these days. Or dialing back your Starbucks, cutting out six to seven stops a month as a way to save that $41.66 a month. Or if your emergency savings fund isn't your first goal of the year, if that's going to be a second or a third goal, especially a second goal, then divide it into six months. And that's $83 a month. So that's canceling one or two premium cable channels or maybe canceling all of your monthly subscriptions. But Whatever, however you have to divide that, divide it uh, so that it's a little bit more easily and uh, realistically attainable. Yeah, this is something I think a lot of people do, especially when it comes to losing weight, right? We've heard this idea of, I want to lose 25 pounds this year, so I'm going to try to lose two pounds a month or four pounds a month for six months. The idea is that you chip away at this instead of doing some sort of fad diet, crash diet, where you try to lose all 25 pounds in the first three weeks or something like that. And 
We know how often individuals have a little bit of success with that, and then it goes completely in the other direction. So it's uh, yeah, and science has shown that losing two pounds a week is optimal. So these diets that suggest you can lose more quickly is are just setting yourselves up for failure. So I think this is an interesting one because we have to remember that not everything is divisible by a number, right? So, you know, if you say, for example, your goal is to get that promotion, well, you can't divide your promotion by 12 or by four, right? What you can do, though, is you can take that goal and say, okay, what are the three, five, seven big things that I have to do? And in what order do I have to do them to be able to get that? And write those down as your smaller bite-sized pieces to be able to achieve that goal. And that, that way you're working on something steadily, just like you, we, we mentioned with the other items here. So to recap, our transformation for resolutions into evolution, which evolution means that it's permanent lasting change, which I think is what most of us want, right? We don't want to be right back here doing the exact same thing next year. We want to be moving on to some other higher level or better goal. So our first tip for you was, if you can think it, feel it, and see it, it already is, which means you have to have it in your mind what it is that you want and realize that it's up to you to be able to make that happen. Our second tip here is to focus on one goal at a time. Don't try to change the tire on the moving car. Don't try to put yourself on too many different tracks to do different things because you know you just won't be able to have that kind of success. Achieve one thing, then move on to the other. It can actually motivate you to move on to the others when you achieve one, then move on to the next one, whereas many people stagnate because they have too many goals they're trying to work on at one time. And then our third and final point was to divide our goals into manageable numbers. So break it down into those pieces that will help you achieve the goals that you want so this is how you can have an awesome and transformative 2020. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. To have a New Year's evolution versus a resolution, work for long-term gradual growth to be the person you are and stop believing you're the person you or others perceived you to be or perceive you to be today. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may just answer your question in an upcoming episode. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe. Remember, the foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke, is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score powered by Experium Boost and watch your credit score improve between 5 and 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash boost. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. 
Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.